This album's celebrating an anniversary. Hi, Sam. Morena. Morena. How's, How's it going? Go- oh. oh. Sorry, I did that on purpose. That was a bit mean. <laughs> yeah. Uh, good morning, everybody. Uh, today, we're going to be taking things back to the mid-70s, and we're going to look at Marvin Gaye's I Want You, which is turning 45. Whoa. Yeah. Uh, it's an um, interesting p- period of Marvin Gaye's career, because... In 1975, he just had a massive success with the Let's Get It On album. Yeah. Uh, which was a huge album for him. Saw him become like a soul megastar in the and mid-70s. icon. Absolutely. Um, and all the success, he was kind of like struggling to come up with a follow-up album. I mean, wouldn't you? I, I'd just stop. Well, yeah. I mean, he could have stopped because he'd had What's Going On and Let's Get It On and can, and. Succession. It was on. It was on. It was so all on. Well, he didn't really need to do anything more, really. <laughs> um, but he got writer's block, basically, as yeah. as you do. And yeah, um, as a result, he kind of looked around and he he found this guy Leon Ware, who'd been a successful producer and songwriter uh, in soul and R and B. He'd worked with the Miracles, Isaac Hayes, Michael Jackson, mm, lots mm. of big names. And he was like, "Hey man, Huge. come in and I'll I'll help you help me write some songs." And it's not like, like Marvin Gaye is a bad songwriter because he is a prolific songwriter. It's not like he needed someone else. It's, it must have been the pressure. Yeah, it was It was definitely the pressure. And he was like, oh, I'm just struggling a bit, so come and help me. And, uh, yeah, Leon Ware came on board and basically helped co-write all the, most of the songs on this record. Beautiful. Um, conceptually, this album, it's kind of um, it's a biographical album, essentially, because at the time Marvin Gaye's love life was at a bit of a... Low ebb. I, mm. I mean, his marriage was on the rocks, and he was also having an affair. Fab. Yeah, so things were like, uh, and a lot of these songs reflect uh, that that was happening Sounds in his life. Sounds very murky, Marvin. Yeah, um, it was very murky. Uh, the album was recorded throughout 75 into 76, and uh, the sound is characterised by very emotional soul vocals and string arrangements, uh, quite funky in places, mm. almost kind of early sort of light disco in many respects. Yes. Some writers have even described this as an early example of neo-soul. And um, a lot of uh, people have said this is actually probably one of the earliest examples of neo-soul. Yeah. Oh, so would he be the godfather mm, or some father people, of maybe Some people say that. Um, him and Smokey Robinson, for sure. Oh, yeah. Um, so other people have called this um, the quiet storm genre which was also quite popular at the time. Mm. Um, so, yeah, he was definitely getting into that kind of vibe, and I'll talk about that a bit later in the reception of how, yeah, he definitely influenced a lot of neo-soul people, That's so to nice. speak. Um, so I thought we'd start with a track called, the title track, actually, and the opening track and first single. It's called I Want You, and this has a slick soul funk groove to it. You can definitely see the change of direction from the previous two albums on this track, it's also been covered quite extensively and sampled quite a lot by rappers, uh, and it managed to make 15 in the US charts.
If you've just tuned in, <laughs> we're doing anniversary albums with Sam Smith, looking at Marvin Gaye, I Want You mm-hmm. from 1976. That's the one. And that was I Want You, the title track. Really uh, gives you a different perspective when you know that at the time he was going through an affair mm. and, and a rocky, rocky marriage, yeah. pre-divorce. Yeah. Wait, what did he divorce? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, uh, yeah, it was definitely a rocky time for the, the soul man of love. But also, like... <laughs> Quite a beautiful song. Yes, it is. I love the kind of sort of bossa nova beats in the background there. That was quite funky as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, the next track we're going to play is another funky number, quite sultry. This song is called Come Live With Me, Angel. And you'll probably recognise it because it was most notably sampled by G-Unit in their song I Want to Get to Know You oh. in 2004. Yeah, the main hook was in that song. So you'll probably recognise it. Take some 5395 if you want to add some two or three cents in, in the mix.
What a sensual song. Very sensual, very seductive. Very seductive. I mean, he's definitely talking to the uh, the uh, affair. The lover. The lover here. Come live with me, angel. Yeah. Ah, poor guy. Poor ladies. <laughs> all of them. <laughs> all of them involved. Uh, but great music. Mm, I it, mean, I'm not hating it. It's you know? very hot for Monday morning. V hot. V hot. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we're going to be. We're, uh, we're just saying before how there's lots of heavy breathing in that song. Yeah, yeah. We're like, is this for real? We're not really sure. But, you know, <laughs> hey, authenticity. What is it? Anyway, um, we'll be looking at the last installment and also the reception of this album. Uh, coming up just after this break. AUSA presents Party in the Spark, March 31st at Spark Arena. A truly heavyweight lineup featuring Shapeshifter DJ Set, Quicks, Jess B, and Watson. Party in the Spark, Wednesday, March 31st at Spark Arena. Special ticket prices for university walk-ins and other tertiary students. Get yours now from ticketmaster.co.nz. From home to work, work back home, work again. Vicious cycle, huh? Really nice cycle, actually. Sun's out, don't have to wait in traffic. Cycle's the best part. Hop on an e-bike. Head into Bikes and Beyond Devonport, Newmarket or Waiheke Island for a free test ride today. Your commute will never be the same. Bikes and Beyond, the largest range of e-bikes, experts in electric mobility for years. Go to bikesandbeyond.co.nz You wouldn't rent a car. You wouldn't rent a car. Wednesdays, a wonderful bridge. Tune in for your fair share of great open-minded tracks. A wide range of supportive and encouraging music with Bridge. Kick back and chill with the Wednesday 1 to 4 with Bridge. Only on 95BFM. Thanks to the same old Ponsonby Social Club. What up, kings and queens? Welcome back to Morning Glory with Geneva. I'm here with Sam Smith. We're doing anniversary album. Hello. Yes, Marvin Gaye, I want you. Yeah. It's turning 45. Yeah. So let's look at the reception and the legacy of the album. So it was reasonably successful. It reached number four in the charts in America, selling over one million copies. But it wasn't as successful as previous two albums. Uh, it also received quite mixed reviews. LA Times called the album disappointing. Rolling Stone criticised the production and Gay's vocals, calling them lacking in passion. What? Which on is earth? bizarre, because um, there's plenty of passion on display. I can hear it. Yeah. Enemy. They're they, just deaf. Uh, Rolling Stone. <laughs> and Rolling Stone. Enemy. They were scathing as well, saying they didn't want to be partial to his love life. Well, imagine <laughs> if they heard WAP in the 70s. I know. I know. <laughs> Um, however, its reputation has grown with time and more contemporary reviews have been more favourable. That is often the case, so often the case. Um, part of that has been its influence, as I was saying at the beginning, on neo-soul and also hip-hop, with many musicians saying they were influenced by this album. Uh, Prince D'Angelo, Maxwell, Sade, just some of the musicians whose music kind of explored what this album was looking at. Yeah. I mean, many of these songs, they've also been sampled by, by hip-hop uh, artists as well. So, yeah, many critics now say this was a pioneering slow jam soul and neo soul album. Beautiful. 
Um, and after this album, he released three more records before he died in the 80s. But aside from his final record, uh, his peak years, I think, were up. I mean, after this, kind of, he was kind of in the decline a bit. Um, and this was kind of the end of his peak, shall we say. Yeah, I guess the 80s were more about... But the passion was definitely leaving by that point, eh? Yeah. Because was it like the age of like love and stuff like that kind of started around like the sixties? Like yeah, the love, the love generation, and then it was yeah, yeah, and then it kind of peaked in the seventies, and then by the eighties it was like money, no. money, money. No more love, Must just cash, <laughs> cash money. Yeah. Um, it yeah. was sad when he passed away. Though. It was actually yeah. Um, so I thought we'd finish with a more deeper cut from the record. This one's called All the Way Around, and it features a very slick, groovy bass line and an epic sax solo as well. We love our sax solos. Wonderful. Um, oh, we just got um, a text from from a listener. Oh, thank you, thank listener. you. Um, loving the Marvin. Interesting that the uh, that last track, I Want You, was very evocative of Paul Weller-style counsel on his soul mode in later yes. years. Very nice. Yes, yes, I definitely hear. I mean, Also, uh, they said, love your work, Sam. Oh, thanks very much. Uh, that's <laughs> a good comparison, actually. Yeah, uh, style counsel very much influenced by this kind of soul music, for sure. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you very much for all your work. Yes. Thank you. Um, and uh, I'll see you next week. See you.
happy anniversary to that album. Happy anniversary.